All right, welcome to Lacrosse Talk. I am Rick Solom. On the show today, Jeremy Novak, the Director of Development of 360 Real Estate Solutions. We're going to talk more about, I guess the theme of the week could be housing a little bit. I guess we didn't talk too much about it with Jill Billings yesterday. It was on the on the list. Talked about childcare a little bit, but not so much housing. Uh, talked to Mayor Reynolds on Monday quite a bit about housing and just kind of how that falls under the umbrella of a whole bunch of other things that the, the city wants to prioritize. But number one on that list is housing. And that's what Jeremy Novak at 360 Real Estate Solutions does. But the biggest thing on the docket is what's up with the Kmart? <laughs> the, the Copper Rocks is what we're calling it. But, you know, it's it's where the Kmart is, I think, for anyone that's lived here long enough. Uh, is anyone calling it Copper Rocks at this point? And maybe I'll get in trouble for, for continuing to call it the Kmart lot across there from Central High School. And what is it, Festival over there? And a couple other, like, little, are, are they strip malls? There's a strip mall across the road in the in the like festival area, and then there's like one kitty corner from there. I think what is there a Dunkin' Donuts and a the Verizon store right there off the top of my head. I think that's some of the things that are over there. But anyway, so what's what's uh what's up with the Kmart lot? Are we gonna are we gonna tear down the Kmart? Why haven't we done that already? Last time I talked to Jeremy, we were gonna tear it down. I feel like that was a while ago, maybe two summer a summer ago. Was it just last year? I can't. I don't know. Time stands still or goes too fast when uh, you live through a pandemic. But anyway, so that that'll be a conversation we have uh, just, you know, and then and then we if and when we tear down the Kmart, what will that lot look like? But beyond that, 360 Real Estate Solutions, they do a bunch of other stuff and it's a lot of housing. And that's kind of the, the theme for the week, I guess. So far, two out of three days anyway. Um, but when it comes to housing, that's that's kind of where we're at with the homeless population as well, right? Like if you listened last week, man, maybe housing has been the theme so f- the last two weeks because I talked to the Milwaukee County Housing Administrator, Jim Matthew, who's a lacrosse native last week. And, you know, he, he they're prioritizing housing, getting people housed. And that's that's what lacrosse needs. But it's going to take a giant effort. And Mitch Reynolds, the mayor, kind of updated us on where that five-year plan is from the uh, the city-county plan, where the city and county are taking over uh, the leadership role to bring everyone um, everyone else that works with uh, home, the homeless population under them and then just kind of figure it out. But the, the solution, according to the Milwaukee County Housing Administrator, where they have 18 people living on the streets of Milwaukee County, it's a, a, a county that's 10 times bigger than La Crosse County, and so only 18. I feel like we've got at least 18. They just they just did just do the count last month. So I should get the count numbers from whoever it is that does the uh, the homeless count. Um, but but how many people have we counted this summer that living that are living on the streets versus our, that are in shelter? So when Milwaukee County's housing minister says they have 18 people living on the streets, and La Crosse has you know even if it's the same, our population is 10 times less than that. So that that's not great. But the, uh, the solution for them was to get everyone on board with just giving those people housing and then after that, help them figure the rest of their lives out, which is a hard pill to swallow for some. I've, I know I talked to a couple of politicians in the past couple of weeks about, hey, that's the plan. You just pay for their housing and then they get their life together. And I would imagine you have services come and connect with them and help them do that, whether it's you know all the all the things that we always talk about in very vague details mental illness drug addiction 
alcohol addiction, other problems that people have that, that, that prevent them from either getting housing or beyond that, getting back into the workforce, uh, if they can get back into the workforce. But uh, the first part of that is just giving them an apartment and paying for it and paying for it. I think if I should go back and listen because I feel like Jim Matthews said, you know, at sometimes it's two years. So and then everyone gets mad when you go what you're paying for a homeless person's housing for two years and and they haven't done anything about it beyond that. I, you know, so I don't know. I, 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 I'm going to try to have him back on. I'm not going to do it anytime soon. Maybe maybe a month or a couple of months from now just to kind of see where he's at. Maybe a little bit closer to when the uh, the city county plan comes to fruition, which is at the end of the year. But it sounds like Jim wants to work with the city of La Crosse or Lacrosse County and the city of Lacrosse a little bit on the housing problem. Anyway, that's that's the homeless issue. Uh, we're not going to talk about that too much with Jeremy Novak, the director of development at 360 Real Estate Solutions. We're going to talk about that Kmart lot and uh, some other housing projects they have. We'll be back. <laughs> Fun stuff. <laughs> yeah. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. I'm Rick Solo. On the phone with me now is Jeremy Novak. He's the director of development at 360 Real Estate Solutions here in town. And I want to talk about is it is it okay to call it the Kmart development, <laughs> or do, or is that like uh, you, do you get like fined at work, Jeremy? Like, is there a Kmart like fine jar? You know, like a swear jar there at work every time you say Kmart development, it's a dollar. Yeah, that's exactly right. We got a we got a uh, swear jar if you if you mispronounce or mis misname it, uh, in goes the cash. Uh, no, the Kmart development is uh, Copper Rocks is what we've been been focusing on with the the renaming there. Um, so that, that's uh, that's funny. Yeah, I think it's I think it's a great name too. It's it's, it's kind of a little bit uh, based on the scenery there and, and historical a little bit. Um, yeah, it's like the the remember the Tampa Bay Devil Rays one year they just the baseball team they just changed to the Rays and they would literally send um, like. I can't remember if it was a dollar fine or a five dollar fine to any media outlet or anybody that said on sports radio the they said the devil rays because they were like no we're the rays now it's kind of funny yeah just change it up and and uh, you know, families have the swear jar if you drop a drop a naughty word you gotta you gotta pay the piper that'd be, and then you that'd have be a big ice cream party at the end of the end of the summer right that'd be a great thing for you guys to do anytime like uh, the Wisdom or the Tribune or you know the TV stations if they ever. You know, call it the Kmart development because I like to put it in the headline. Because if you just put Copper Rocks, but at this point, I think a lot of people know, but I don't, I'm not sure. But it'd be funny if you you started sending out fines or you put out a press release that say, "Hey, yeah. you're all getting fined one dollar every time you call it the Kmart development." It's just a little <laughs> marketing scheme for you. It's just uh, it's like then we can buy a brick too and just put the label of the brick on it and and uh, raise some funds that way. All right. So last time I talked to you was quite a while ago. It was I feel like we were in mid pandemic. It was I think January of 2022. So it was it wasn't really I think it was 2022. And I had you on the show and and it was uh, the buildings coming down. The Kmart is coming down. We're going to didn't we talk about beer gardens a lot? Like that was your big idea. Your your, like fantasy was to have a beer garden out there. Right. We always look for kind of the you know vision of what what we would want to see happen in our neighborhood. And that was uh, a, a brew pub is on the table, uh, some commercial space, and then about 200 apartments there as well, studios, one bedrooms, two bedrooms, and three bedrooms. Yeah, and but yeah, of- that was uh, January 2022, right around the time we did the big 
uh, unveiling of the name and the, the logo and, and the, the development uh, and a picture and vision for what we saw happening there. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Okay. So first things first, 360 Real Estate Solutions. Do you own the Kmart property? Oops, uh, the Copper Rocks property. That's a dollar fine. <laughs> or dollar. do you guys are you guys like in charge of uh, you know finding developers to come and some like some guy owns it? I don't know. Yeah, that's a great question. I think there's a misrepresentation of, of what we do as a, as a as a company. 360 is a real estate uh, management company, development company, and so we don't. Um, we don't technically own any of the assets. So in this particular case, the, the property owners, uh, which is MKB, uh, Copper Rocks LLC, they uh, and us have entered into uh, discussions and, and working on an agreement whereby we will be the developer to do this mixed-use project. Um, and that's really the role we play here. Now, the long-term, um, I guess, engagement that 360 has is we're a management company. So we'll have a management contract with the ownership group after it's built and manage the that asset long-term as well for that ownership group. And that's uh, pretty standard for our operating platform that, you know, the Great River Residences that we did up in Alaska several years ago, the hub uh, downtown, hub on 6th downtown, and uh, the new 5th Ward Residences, those are all the same model so we don't own those properties we manage for the property owners yeah and yeah i was just going to ask you what other things have you done around town but you, you beat me to it uh yeah so and and a lot of those okay were all those properties are uh like housing properties that you just mentioned i just i missed the middle one i forgot what you said yeah so i'll start with uh, graver residences up in on alaska that one we did mid-pandemic so we opened that and I want to say the summer to fall of 2020. So that was a you know pretty challenging project trying to get uh, that off the ground uh, in the middle of right. the worldwide pandemic. Um, that has mostly residences there. There's uh, 100 apartments approximately, and then there's about 2,000 square feet of commercial space right on the, the north end of that project. It, it's where the old um, maintenance shops used to be for the city of Onalaska, and the city city of Onalaska had that property and. We worked with that, the city, partnered with the city to get that that site redeveloped. And so that's technically mixed use, but primarily multifamily. Um, the Hubba 6 was the old county administrative building mm-hmm. that uh, was taken over when the county moved over to the old Associated Bank building. And we renovated that, um, did the asbestos abatement, some of the environmental sins that were there, cleaned that up. Uh, put about 95 apartments in there, and then there's 18 condominiums that are on the fourth and fifth floor of that building. So we added some floors on the top of the building uh, and then put some commercial space on the, the downstairs, the first floor, which mm-hmm. is uh, most recently Brilliant Body Works uh, went in there. So that would be technically an urban um, adaptive reuse of an old office building into a mixed-use project where you have commercial and residential and I think the unique one there is res- residential for lease, but also for sale. So I mean, that's a, kind just, of a, a cool project. Just and being, the, Jeremy, just uh, being in this if, business, before I forget, the, and yeah. I know you're, you're kind of like, I think you're lacrosse-based, but maybe you're beyond that. But um, you talk about pandemic, people working um, remotely a lot more. Do you, do, you, yep. do you guys notice a lot of this? Like, and, and not that the, the example you just gave is, is a result of this, but like office buildings being kind of like uh, – Desert, what is it called? Uh, 
like um, desert towns or something. I can't think of the we're deserted, you know. Uh, and yep, and then there, do you see this a lot where these office buildings are starting to get converted into housing, or, or is that not a trend yet? I don't think it's a trend, but it's uh, we're probably going to start seeing more and more of that. Um, the challenge is that some of the zoning and some of the, the building codes don't always um, correlate. So it's not just a simple uh, knock on a wall and you know put in a kitchen uh, in a couple offices. It's it's much more involved and complex than that. Otherwise, if, if it was easy, you'd have started to see that happening already. Was there challenges with the hub like that in in terms of just was the zoning or or what throwing uh, a, a no, like a the, gas line yeah, in there? Yeah, so that's. That's a great question. The, the way the building laid out, it what did present some challenges. Um, you know, typically you look at the dimensions of of a studio apartment, one bedroom apartment, and there's there's kind of ideal um, sizes in terms of width and length. And so we we had large hallways and um, actually brought the exterior wall and and in. So if you look at the facade of the building, uh, we created balconies by actually pushing that exterior wall in a few feet and so we shortened up the um, the width of the of the apartments um so to make them more manageable and less cavern feel or cave-like feel so that was a that was a unique project we worked with the architect and the contractor to come up with a dimensionality and and just spaces that worked for those residences but sometimes it's challenging to fit uh you know, fit things into an existing box and you have to think creatively and come up with uh, unique solutions. Is that more challenging that. than going to like city or county boards and, and going, Hey, can you change this to residential so we can <laughs> convert this building? And then it's like you nine know, months they, later. Cause they keep pushing it off. No, it's uh, you know, the, the political bureaucratic process um, is pretty straightforward. A lot of times that's prescriptive, right. With, with ordinances and codes and, and zoning uh, things. So you, you have to go through the process. Um, I think they all present their own unique challenges and in, in that, uh, how you approach it is is key, and ultimately, what your the vision is and what you're trying to drive for with respect to um, what does it you know, what does it actually grow up to be? If you look at some of those older buildings, and uh, if you can repurpose it and adapt adapt it to a new use, that's always better. Um, sometimes it's not cost effective to do that, uh, nor does it make you know practical sense to do that. So um, there's really a lot of a lot that goes into those. I think. Uh, the, the equation of how do you how do you make that project work at the end of the day? Yeah, one of the best parts to do is not go on radio and talk trash about city councils and county boards uh, bureaucratic process that's too slow to get these converted. I get it. Good job. <laughs> I love I love to Jer- and we're speaking with Jeremy Novak, the director of development at Three Sixty Real Estate Solutions. They're kind of running the Copper Rocks development, the old Kmart development, the Kmart building development. I, I love too when you talk about the hub. You casually threw this out there that you built some extra floors on the roof to put some condos in. Did I hear that right? Well, we just put some extra floors on. I mean, the building's got to be uh, set up for that, huh? Yeah. So the old county administrative building built in 1960, you know, we're talking about the hub on six, um, was structurally sound enough the way it was built to add floors above it. I don't know if that was an intentional uh, foresight by the original architect and developer, but it certainly... Uh, was engineered and built well enough to to support a couple additional floors up there, and then we uh, we also put a basketball court on the south end of the building. So there's a rooftop basketball court there for the the residents to use, and uh, that's been kind of a cool amenity. Did you guys know that going in, the building would be able to withstand that, or did you find that out later and then kind of like pop a 
pop the cork and, and have a party because you, you figured out you could add to this building. That was, uh, as I recall, that was part of the initial discussions to see if we could add uh, add additional residences on that building. So we, uh, it was pretty early on we started to ask that question to determine if it would be, um, yeah, be able to support additional floors. Sure, and then and then you have the uh, the new apartments that just opened a couple um, a couple months, not even a month ago, I think Fifth Ward, right? Yeah, so Fifth Ward opened um, the first building opened. Uh, here, I think it was last fall, and we started to have people moving in. And the second building will be opening up here in the next uh, 30 to 45 days. And uh, how many apartments do you think? I mean, this these are all are these all rental apartments? Everything you're talking about here, you you mentioned condos, but I don't know if you buy yeah. condos or if you rent condos. So you can do both. Uh, ideally, the, the people who build and develop the condos want to sell them to, to uh, someone who will own it, occupy sure. it. Um, so at the Fifth Ward residence, as we have in that project, we have two apartment buildings. Each one of those apartment buildings has uh, 72 apartments, so studios, one bedrooms, and two bedrooms in them. So it's 144 apartments in those two buildings total. And then we did uh, we built an activity center with a leasing office and um, conference room, multi-purpose rooms right in the middle of the site for the, the residents that live there to, to utilize. And then on the east end of, the, of that site, we built 14 townhomes that are for sale townhomes. And so those are currently being marketed and, and sold uh, as we speak. Yeah, that, I, I always feel like that's important when we're talking about building more housing. It can't all be apartments because uh, otherwise just then the rent, I feel like rent would skyrocket and housing costs would too. Yeah, actually, that that's interesting. So we we do need um, housing across the full spectrum. So we need affordable housing that's you know on the lower income uh, side of things. We need middle income housing, and we need high end housing. We need um, product for sale. We need product for rent. So I think that we see uh, a need across the entire spectrum of housing that that currently locally here we we are in short supply of. That's Jeremy Novak. He's Director of Development at 360 Real Estate Solutions. All right, we're going to come back and talk about the Copper Rocks slash Kmart development. That's a dollar fine, but I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> we'll be back. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. I'm Rick Solom. On the phone with me, sticking around here to talk about the Copper Rocks development now is Jeremy Novak, the Director of Development at 360 Real Estate Solutions. We've been kind of, we've been t- kind of talking about all the other things that, uh, in terms of housing and, and whatnot that they've done around the area do you guys are you guys kind of just focused in the Cooley region or do you guys go outside of this area that's a great question too we actually it's people probably don't realize this but most of the work we've been working on the last i would say year to year and a half has has been outside of um lacrosse area we obviously have a pretty significant presence here and we want to do um, cool projects that impact our community. So we still have, obviously, the Copper Rocks project that's going on and Fifth Ward that's going on. But we do have uh, projects outside of Lacrosse area that we we are working on as well. All right, so let's get into it here. The the Kmart building has not been torn down. We talked in January of 2022. I think you told me that point, and you thought in August or the summer of 2022, the Kmart building would would come down. If nothing else. Uh, like, are you thinking, you know, Jeremy, if you sit on the Kmart building long enough, the historical people are going to come and, and, and give it historical <laughs> status, and then you won't be able yeah. to tear it down. 
Yeah, they call that brutalist arch- architecture, right? That, that style from back in the 60s. Uh, I'm not sure that will ever be historically significant, but <laughs> it's possible, I guess. Um, so, yeah, we were we were really looking forward to getting this project going uh, well over a year ago. And, in fact, we did. We started the zoning uh, rezoning process and got that through last summer. And, um, you know, there's been some external circumstances that have caused us to, to really approach this much more conservatively. And I think that's the, has been the right approach just because, uh, as we said from day one, that it's much more important to do the project and do it well than to do it quickly. And so we don't, while we want to move as quickly as possible, we don't want to rush things and then end up getting it sideways because we, um, we were forcing something to happen that we should, we shouldn't have been. So, okay. Aside, um, aside, last, aside from the, the challenges, let's just tell the audience, okay, we have the Copper Rocks development. It's the Kmart lot there. Um, how big is it? And what is, what, what do we, what do you guys plan to, to develop it into? Yeah, so the current site is roughly, I want to say, about five to six acres. Um, it's an irregular site, so it's not a nice square box or rectangle to work off of, which makes it a little more challenging. We're proposing to take that uh, the Kmart building down and put in 206 apartments. Um, that'll be a mix of three different townhome buildings that are similar to other projects we've done uh, around town. Those will be nine units each, and they'll line Farnham Street, so you have a nice you know, gradual approach uh, from the single-family residences in the neighborhood up into the into that corner. And then there'll be three mixed-use buildings that'll be a little bit larger in scope and scale. Uh, those will contain apartments on the second, third, fourth, and fifth floors. And then they'll have, we'll have either commercial space or uh, community space on the first floor of those three buildings. All right. And so you didn't say beer garden. So what happened there? <laughs> <laughs> So beer garden. Um, Somebody'd have to come no, in and sure put one in, right? A beer garden per se. We'll have a, a green corridor, the, the walkway, community space, out, outdoor area. Uh, we are looking at um, with the commercial space, obviously having commercial tenants in there, and one that we would will focus on trying to secure as a restaurant slash brew pub slash uh, something to that effect. Um, again, that's a vision. That's a desire. You still have to find an operator and make make all the the deal work. So um, so that's in progress. Yeah, it's all coming back to me too a little bit. The the commercial space you, you want to utilize that in a way that isn't just the same as what's across the road too as well, right? Or, or do you guys just take whoever wants to go into that space? You know, we want to start a business. Can we put it here? And you say, sure enough. Yeah. So I think you know you want to be somewhat uh, thoughtful in, in how you approach that. You don't want to cannibalize existing businesses. Um, you know, diluting, diluting things doesn't actually help anybody. Uh, so ideally businesses that would complement the, the village shopping center and then the one, uh, you know, kitty corner as well. So I think in some regards, rising tide raises all the ships. So the more options you have, the more variety you have, the, the more traffic you actually generate there. So, um, but ultimately it'll be whoever we can get in there with, you know, name recognition and, and uh, looks like they can maybe be successful operator at that location. We'll, we'll work with them on that. We're speaking with Jeremy Novak, the director of development at 360 real estate solutions. Talk about the, I'm just going to say it. I feel like I'm finding myself now every time, even though you didn't actually say this, but uh, (laughs) the old Kmart building, it's called copper rocks now. Okay. So the big question, why, why haven't you just torn the building down? You could talk about, we could talk about all the challenges with building up 
what's yep. what's coming. But man, just get a bulldozer in there and start driving through that Kmart, man. It's it, we want the video. Yeah, so you know that uh, once you start pulling permits, you it's kind of the point of no return, and so we don't want to um, we don't want to restrict ourselves or paint ourselves into a corner that prevents us from doing anything uh, outside of what we've already proposed. And so the uh, ultimately um, we still don't own the site, and so you know we really want to get this project uh, to the starting point where we can we can tear it down. Um, Having a big pile of dirt out there isn't any better than what's existing. So at this point, we're 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 waiting until we can get the uh, the project to a point where it looks like it will be successful. All right. So, um, can you just what do you mean by you don't really own the site? And I, I know you're running this for I think you told me MKB Copper Rocks yep. LLC, yep, um, which is the property owner on record right okay. now. Yep, it's a partnership. Um, when we're working with them to develop the site. Okay, so is it up to them to go, okay, pull the trigger, tear this tear this Kmart down? Yeah, I don't think it's that simple. I think that there's conversations with city staff, there's conversations with elected officials, and obviously the property owners to determine the best course of action on that. Also, you said it yeah. wouldn't be better than a pile of dirt. I feel like a pile of dirt is better than that Kmart building. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and so there again, there's some synergies that we've created with by just leaving it as it is. Um, Last summer, we worked with a group that builds uh, beds, bed frames for uh, kids that don't have beds. So they utilized the interior space. Um, that was last summer. Mm-hmm. We worked with uh, well, the ski patrol. They did a, a big um, sale outdoor gear swap here. That was last year as, as well. Yep. And then most currently, we're working with Knutson Construction. They needed parking for their workers for the uh, Mayo Hospital build. And so they're actually shuttling workers from the parking lot there. So the workers park in the parking lot, and then they shuttle them over to the job site, which has helped to alleviate the parking in that neighborhood. So we're trying to do some things there that, that you know, are good neighborly uh, under the current circumstances to, to at least keep some activity going there and, and uh, utilize it the best we can in yeah. the meantime. Yeah, that's a. That, I guess that is a good idea. If the the building is there and we can utilize it to to some extent, there's no need to tear it down because once we tear it down, then it'll just be a big. You won't even be able to use it as a parking lot, I suppose, because it'll be kind of tore up. Yep, correct. It'll be it'll be unusable for anything else other than the construction site there. Yep. You need to get those construction workers. Just put some of those rent a bike. Uh, yeah. Things there, and they can just bike back and forth. That'd be fine. Construction yeah, workers, they're they're not tired or anything. <laughs> no. All right. So, so aside from, okay. So, you know, once, why haven't, okay. I understand. I understand that you want to do everything in a row. Like you want to, you want to tear down the building and then get started on the rest. So what is the, what is the holdup there? So I think there's really uh, three things that are, and it comes down to um, really economics uh, to a large degree at the end of the day. So in the last 18 months, interest rates have, have gone up significantly on, on financing, um, our conversations with contractors as we work to, to price out the construction um, costs have gone up. I would say on average about 30 to 35 percent from what they were um, a year to two years ago, and that's across the board. And then the other piece is rents just uh, have not increased, and, and certainly we don't want to, you know, just increase rents to cover those those two factors. And just to, just as a quick quick. Uh, I think illustration. If interest rates have gone up from three percent to eight percent, that's a five percent increase in, in 
financing costs. And just on a $10 million loan, for example, we're doing easy math, that's $500,000 a year, uh, just an interest increase alone. And so if we have, you know, if we did a 72-unit building, for for example, uh, that $500,000 increase in interest on a 72-unit building um, per month would be, you know, roughly right around, I think, about $580 a month that you'd have to increase rents just to cover that interest cost. Well, that's really not the goal or the vision of, of what we wanted to do there. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, and that, again, that's just a, a broad general illustration. Um but that's a real factor in how we look at these projects. And so, um, how do you how do you make this work when your construction costs have, have increased thirty five percent? And everybody feels the inflation right across the board with groceries and energy and, and everything. And so, uh, that's also impacting this project. And so, the uh, the goal was to have middle income workforce related housing. And um, it's hard to uh, look at our, our vision and say, well, we can just increase rents across the board $600 per unit. Yeah. Uh, if you have a $1,200 a month apartment, now you're at $1,800 a month. Really, nothing's changed. That, that just doesn't work. Yeah, so, 18. Um, that's, that's one piece of the overall equation. Yeah, when, when the rent costs are more than a mortgage cost, though I haven't, though my mortgage rate is awesome, so I, I can't even imagine. We've we've talked about this in the past, not me and you, but I've talked about this in the past on the show. The 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 like prices of housing is doubled because the interest rate has has more than doubled, which you know in the long run just makes your your house. So it's kind of the same deal, right? Like these interest rates. Yep. I I never understand that. Like we're gonna raise interest rates to make it harder for you know regular people to buy stuff. Yep. <laughs> to, to, it just doesn't make it any sense. It all factors in. It all factors in. The, the interesting thing is, too, that uh, when you, you don't have the supply necessary, when there's not enough, it increases demand. It increases the cost across the board. So when you don't have a lot of apartments or even a lot of single-family homes for sale, that pushes the values up. So what we really need is to try to continue to, to build more, to provide people more opportunities across the board. And, and like I said earlier, it's not just the single-family homes or not just the luxury or not just the, the low-income housing. It's, it's across the entire spectrum. Uh, when you start to create more homes for people, uh, more people will be able to afford a home because the uh, supply is there, the cost will come down, rents will come down. Um, but we have to work within all the, those external parameters that, that are existing. Uh, sidebar with uh, Jeremy. Uh, we're speaking with Jeremy Novak, Director of Development, 360 Real Estate Solutions, talking about the Copper Rocks project. Do you guys feel, is there a competition too with the city's Riverpoint district? They're, they're kind of doing the same thing. Is there a competition there to get one done, you know, to get yours done before theirs or vice versa? I don't think that that's a competition. Uh, no, that's a different site. Um you know, that's got some different amenities. Our site is is in a different neighborhood, different location, and different amenities. Uh, I think one of the nice things is both locations have a grocery store within walking distance. Uh, both locations have some nice amenities, um, walking trails and parks and, and things that are, are close to those neighborhoods. So I think they both have some really nice benefits. Um, I don't know about competition per se, but uh, I think the more supply we can provide uh, people, the, the better it is for the community overall. Yeah, I would say they're, they're probably they're probably running into the same challenges that you're having. They that you just don't have a, or they just don't have this big old building that we can point to and make fun of because Kmart's are just you know just <laughs> dinosaurs now. Yeah, yeah. I don't even. Uh, 
that would be the case. I feel like the last time we talked, there were like two Kmart's in existence that were like running. I wonder if those are, I, I didn't look it up. I wonder if those are still going or not. I don't know. That's a good question. Sears and I know Sears bought Kmart. I, I doubt Kmart is in existence, but I could be wrong. Um, yeah, and then the the and and housing is housing too. So when when you're talking about like competition, you just like you you build housing and people are just going to come because there's there's already a, a need for that. There's a there's a strong need for for places for people to live. Yep, and and just across the board nationally, we are underbuilt. Depending upon your source, anywhere from three and a half to six million dollar housing units nationally. We feel that locally as well. There's there's definitely a lack of housing supply. Um, Locally, and again, when I say housing supply, I'm talking apartments for rent, uh, all the different income levels. We're talking single-family homes um, that people can buy to, to move into. So it's really just a, a general housing supply shortage. Has Has anyone ever brought up just the the idea of getting grant money for something like this? I know the city a while back was trying to use trying to use some ARPA funding. To, I can't remember what the building was. They were going to convert a building into affordable housing, and it, it fell through, but I don't know. Has there, have you exhausted that ability to get, like, state, federal, or, or local funding? Yep. So those typically that's part of our uh, objective as well is to determine if there are grant opportunities available. And I know in, on the Great River Residences Project in Alaska, we did secure a WIDIC grant for that uh, for for some helped with the capital stack and then also with fifth ward residences we did uh, get some grant monies for that as well so i think that uh, that would be something that we're going to focus on with copper rocks certainly um and every little bit helps to to offset some of the construction costs and those development costs and and just so just to clarify too the 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 plan is set in stone right i mean i guess it could change not maybe not in stone but it could it could change a little bit but we kind of know what what it's going to be and we're just kind of waiting for the right time to put it all in action yeah so the plan is set in stone what we presented and got approvals on for the rezoning is what we have to build so that uh, if we change that we have to go back and ask for um, those approvals to make those changes with you know with a rationale of why we'd want those changes made so but what we've what we presented is what we're going to build okay and We're just waiting for things to work out at this point. Every time, anytime there's a story about what what you guys are doing, I, it's people always and maybe maybe they're just complaining to complain. But are, is is the project going to ruin the view, so to speak? Because I don't know if you you stand in any part. Are the buildings going to be so high that you won't be able to see the bluffs from a particular point? Well, I think it depends on you know whose view you're talking about. Um, if you're talking about the people that are are driving along Losey Boulevard. Uh, yeah, it probably is going to restrict their view to some degree till they get past it. If you're talking about the people that are going to live there and potentially work there, I think their views are going to be fantastic. Right, yeah. And, hey, you driving on Losey Boulevard, eyes on the road. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> totally get it. Um, all right, Jeremy. That's Jeremy Novak, Director of Development for 360 Real Estate Solutions. I appreciate you taking the time out, man. Thanks. Yeah, thanks, Rick. Happy to Happy to update you on where things are at and – Give me a call if you have any more questions. Oh, last thing. I know I did last yeah. thing already. Is there a timeline? Do you guys like, oh, you know what? I think maybe in a year or six months or th- that's when we think we can start this up. So I will tell you that we, uh, as soon as possible, we've, we've been meeting still with end users on the commercial space. Uh, in fact, last week we were looking at um, plans for a potential tenant there. And um, our, our construction team is continuing to, to look at pricing. Um, we're continuing to monitor and to try to secure financing. 
at rates that work. Um, so it's it's in progress, uh, and as soon as possible is is the, is the goal. I, I hear stories, and I never know if it's it's a thing that would affect you. But didn't they just raise the rates again? Didn't they? They did on Wednesday. The Fed raised another twenty five basis points. So yeah, that's it's not the right direction. That's not what we what we're looking for. So, I, I, those are the those are the challenges uh, yeah. that we're. We're working on. Well, I, I suggest just maybe get on Facebook Marketplace. People are selling like sheetrock and stuff like that all the time. You could just start, <laughs> you know, compiling that. You got all this time. You could just start compiling uh, cheap stuff that's been thrown out. Yeah, just uh, start stockpiling that maybe in the Kmart building. <laughs> right, yeah. All right, man. Well, thanks for, for coming on. I appreciate it. Thanks, Rick. We'll be back after this. All right, that's going to wrap it up for a Wednesday of Lacrosse Talk PM. Thanks again to Jeremy Novak from 360 Real Estate Solutions. Talking about that, can I say Kmart lot? (laughs) The Copper Rocks development. Where the Kmart lot is located across from Central High School there. Well, not really across, but what, a block away from Central High School.